welcome to the joyfulness broadcast so if you're watching this on youtube then i have a podcast if you're watching this on the podcast for the first time i'm actually recording this as a video so you can see me and so we can have like a cool couch conversation because i'm sitting on the couch and next to me is cooper hey cooper 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 tell daddy tell daddy Tell daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a microphone. So that's his command to, to speak. I'm actually... So this is really cool before even getting into it. Um, I'm at this apartment. You might be like, whoa, Nick, I haven't seen you here before. Well, because I haven't been here before. Someone's actually paying me to look after the dog and sleep at their house for four nights. Isn't that pretty cool? Whilst I just chill in a really nice area in Melbourne with like really cool cafes and stuff coolest job ever uh if you want to check that out go mad pause <laughs> i'm gonna plug in mad pause go to madpause.com or it's actually an app but go to the app and you can make a sitter profile look it's not really a probably a sustainable full-time job but it is good for some side cash anyway you can thank me later once you're taking care of cute ones like this i'm just going to turn the camera if you're on the podcast so you can see isn't that amazing? One of the most beautiful huskies I've seen. And his name's Cooper. And uh, when people ask me on the street, how old is he? I would say, oh, probably about two. That's, that's the number I give for all the dogs. Anyway, the reason we're speaking today is I thought it would be really cool to speak about meaning. And this question, right? What does, what does a feeling mean? Oh, trick question. It doesn't mean anything. A feeling is what? A composition of sensations. Uh, why is it there? Because it is. But that's probably not a very satisfying answer. So we can see that as humans, we all share a certain experience of life, don't we? We have feelings. We have thoughts. But are humans the only one with feelings? We can look to the animal kingdom to have an idea of whether that's so or not. Um, you know, the monkey friends, our monkey friends, dolphins, elephants, they all have feelings. They all have emotional capacities that are very similar to, to our ones. Um, so what's different with us? Well, what's different with us is we've got the capacity for rational thought and critical thinking. And that's pretty novel. That's like pretty unique to humans. But all the other animal kingdom... Uh, talking about the mammalians, they they all, all, all have uh, emotional capacities. So where do feelings come from? Well, the answer seems to be that feelings are inherited. Uh, we, they're not ours, actually. We say, this feeling is mine. It's really easy. We get caught up in it. We say, we identify this little label called I and get into so much trouble when we do this. But actually, if we investigate it, we see feelings are shared across humanity, not only humanity, but across the animal kingdom, and actually feelings, feelings are an inheritance. Sure, we're responsible for them, but they're not, they're not our true self. They come and they go, but we remain. We remain the same regardless of what feeling is there. And so the true self is independent of feelings, but we still have to deal with them as a daily day-to-day -day reality. I don't know if you've noticed. I definitely have more often more recently <laughs> that it is just a reality of being human that we have to deal with this so that answers sort of where 
there's, I'm sure there's lots of questions about feelings. Like, why do we have certain feelings and not others? Where do they all come from? I think the most satisfying answer I've heard to this, I'm not saying I know, but I'm just sharing some stuff that helps me and could also help you. Um, the most satisfying answer is every time, because there's two answers, hopefully, I'm hoping, because I didn't plan this out, but I'm hoping that the two answers will coincide into one. The first answer, if you look at um, a spider or an insect, not even a mammalian animal, right? And you just like put your finger there, you'll see it'll scruttle away, run away. So it's got that move away from, and then it's also got the move towards. So these like two programs we can call behavioral programs uh, inherent in the animal kingdom. Um, Move away from, move towards. So eat this food, survive, move away from, this is gonna kill me, (laughs) bye-bye. That seems to be a major part of, of, of feelings. I don't remember what I was answering or asking. But anyway, hopefully it'll all loop around anyway. Uh, thanks for bearing with me. Next, we, we also see that any time we... Okay, I guess it's all coming together now. Um, any time we move away from a feeling, we try to move away from a feeling... We try to push a feeling down, that is. We don't acknowledge it. We don't uh, respect its presence. We don't let it be there. We try to make it different. We try to manipulate the feeling. We try to change it. What we'll notice is that we don't actually change the feeling. Instead, the feeling just gets bottled up inside us. I really like that bottle up analogy. Um, It just gets bottled up inside us. So basically, over time, as we go and, you know, live... We bottle up a lot of feelings. A lot of feelings come up that we don't deal with. We don't want them there. And we push them away. And you know, sooner or later, it's all going to come back up now. And so the more we push down, the more inner pressure there is. And eventually, all that inner pressure builds up. And how do we experience, just to make this like experiential, how do we experience the inner pressure? It's it, we, we get so used to it that we don't realize that it's there. We, we, can't, we can't even recognize it. It's sort of like if you're swimming in water your whole life, you're living in water, and a, f- a fish asks you, like, what's water like? You'd be like, what's water? What water? Because you've never experienced air, so you can't say what's water because water is all you know. It's just what it is. Um, it's sort of similar. It's like, what, 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 what do you mean? What's all that built up in a pressure? But as we release it, the funny thing is as, as all that inner pressure is released, and so how do we release inner pressure? Well, instead of trying to move away from a feeling, we start moving towards, or we start welcoming feelings and letting them be there. And as we welcome and let more and more feelings be there and acknowledge their presence, and it, it gets, you know, it gets hard because there's a lot of feelings that have been pushed up, pushed down. So there's a lot of stuff to to welcome. A lot more than we'd like to. I speak for myself here. There's definitely a lot more than I'd like to. There's a lot of built up inner pressure that's coming up recently. Um, at least into awareness is coming up. And I'm like, man, this is so much more than I realized. So much more ima- than I imagined. So much more shame. So much more guilt. So much more fear, terror. 
than I ever imagined. Wow, it's like incredible. And every time it like humbles me to just see that, wow, okay, I was wrong. Like there's way more to go, way more. This is just the starting point. <laughs> anyway, as we start to welcome it, although there's also, for me, it comes as like an impatience. Like I want to, I want this gone now instead of just letting it be there and surrendering to it. Because surrender really is coming out of humility. It's saying, enough. like, I give up. I surrender to life instead of trying to impose my will on life. And you'll be surprised as how tenacious the ego will be as you um, go forth with this process, I suppose, is a way to call it. Anyway, as all the feelings are released, um, all the inner pressure is welcomed, acknowledged, let go. And we let go of what are we letting go of trying to change it, manipulate it, make it go a certain way, control our experience of life, just letting everything be there as it is and surrendering everything as we go. Um, then we start to experience what life is like without all that inner pressure. And that's where we realize, oh, wow, I was living like that. What? Crazy? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Right now, I'm going to say that you're listening, speaking directly to you. I'm pointing to you if you can't see the YouTube. Probably you're we we bearing a lot more weight than you realize. So just go easy on yourself. There's so much more weight than you realize that you're that's there. And it doesn't help to try to make it to try to want to want it to go away. It doesn't actually help. What does help, but what's also sort of harder is to actually accept that weight and let it go and let go trying to change it let go trying to manipulate it it's sort of like you're giving up to it you're surrendering that's what surrendering is a sincere surrender is quite it's coming from a very deep place a very deep place within us um, and sometimes it takes quite a lot to 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 go there and sometimes, you know, for my own experiences, there's been moments where I completely surrendered totally. And yet now here I am again, um, not completely surrendered. So there was a complete letting go, very profound experience, and then was brought back into the sort of dualistic world of feelings. <laughs> but there was a moment where everything was let go, gone of, and then... It sort of came back so whatever that was about um doesn't really matter because it's just what's in front of us right now and that's what we're going to deal with we can create all kind of stories in our head like saying oh no i think a very common one i think we're kind of segueing here but screw it just going to go with it um a very common one is let's say so if you're listening to this probably into spirituality right in spirituality you start to have experiences of your true self you actually start to experience for yourself that bliss, that peace, and the joy, the beyond words, beyond anything this world can offer. You start to experience it, but then once you experience it, you then come back. You te it tends to happen like that. So it tends to have the up. You have, uh, well, Hawkins describes it as it's like, it's sort of like a premonition of what it will be like. It's like a premonition of what life will be like. So instead of seeing it, because what happens is, there's this beautiful experience that happened to me, happens to many people I, I, I know of, or most people actually, it's a beautiful experience, and then it's sort of back 
and it becomes hard again and difficult or there's feelings there again that seem to like I thought I left transcended this we did for a moment but then now we're back in it and there's more to let go of otherwise obviously if there wasn't more to let go of we wouldn't be back with all that weight so the point is that there's different ways of looking at that one way says oh my goodness how sad this has left me this beautiful experience has left me that's one way and what did I do wrong is really 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 common Uh, what did I do wrong to deserve this being taken away from me but that's actually just a story that's a conceptualization of the mind Uh, it's a really tough one actually to have and I'm really grateful that that really hasn't been my experience my experience has been more I I would attribute it to karma, good fortune, grace, and also Hawking's whole myriad of factors, is that when these experiences happened, it was more like, wow, it was just reaffirmation that I was on the right path, and it just strengthened the will and strengthened the orientation in that direction. And I took it more like a, a sign that I was in the right direction and a great reward instead of something that I was in the wrong direction and I was being punished. So you see how just by seeing it differently, your whole experience changes. You can have the same transcendental experience, but if you see that it's withdrawn and you don't quite have that framework of understanding or if you you think that you're being punished and you're being pushed back um, into the world of heaviness, then it's quite difficult. But if you switch it and then you see, oh, actually, I... I just experienced what's ahead, had this transcendental moment, great, I can enjoy it and take it as a sign that I'm in the right direction without clinging to it or, or making it into anything. It's not really anything, it's just what it is. So there's no need to make it into a special ooh-ah thing. Some people have experiences, some people don't, it doesn't matter. If the orientation is with surrender and letting go, uh, is if the orientation is with the truth, um, with inquiry, or with being our most loving self, then regardless of what experiences are lead up to it, the result or the destination is exactly the same, regardless of what path is taken. So it doesn't matter whether you have experiences or not. That's really not up to us, is it? We can. What what can we do other than our most? So it's again comes back to humility we can really only just surrender and then everything else is up to God, karma, the universe, whatever you want to call it, divinity. Uh, But all we can really do is surrender, accept, welcome, and seek to understand God's will. Uh, That's about it. Anyway, what was I talking about in this episode? Was meaning, feelings, what do they mean? So, if you've heard these a podcast before you might notice there's like reiteration of certain things well as i go through my own experiences i start to see things differently so maybe they sound the same but they also might sound quite different the way i'm saying it even the tonality the gentleness for example might have changed uh, probably did and that's because as i learn i want to share this with you so that i can update everything is up to date with my own understanding Um, And it's always good to reiterate because we might say, okay, I think I know. There's actually a really interesting phenomenon that happens. I noticed this with Hawking's lectures when I listen. If you listen with, I know this already, then you're not really getting much out of it because you're just filtering what you're saying, what's being heard into, 
preformed ideas, right? Just think think about that, right? If you say, I, I already know this, even with this podcast, I already know everything said here. What you're doing is you're filtering everything that's being said into into pre pre uh, I, pre created preformed ideas. That's the word. If and so your experience is actually quite limited in growth, obviously, right? What's the point of putting stuff into preformed ideas? You don't grow. You don't grow in understanding. You don't grow in joy. You don't grow in letting go. <laughs> grow in letting go. It's a bit of a paradox. Doesn't help let go versus compared to which something much more effective that i found is when you listen to lectures for example i would then i would like sort of just listen really openly and be like i don't know this even if i heard it many times and i listened to lectures a lot and i try to do this as much as i can is i just like i haven't heard this before like i have but that was a different version this is completely different now i'm a completely different person to when i heard it last time my understanding is completely different this is totally new. And actually, there's this. if you do that, if you actually consciously do that, you'll notice that there's a complete different experience. It's like it sinks in on a much deeper level than it would have otherwise. I noticed that with the lectures. You can do the same thing with a podcast. You can do the same thing with anything in life, even someone speaking to you, a friend, uh, your brother, sister, mother, dad, grandma, grandpa, niece, nephew. When they talk there's two sort of options you can go you can go like yeah i know them i know who they are i know what they're telling me it's all going here into the preformed ideas or what's way 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 more enjoyable cooler and facilitates growth is to be like i actually have no idea who this person in front of me is like i have ideas sure i have ideas about what they say i don't maybe i've heard what they said maybe i didn't or the most I can say is that I heard a certain version of what probably what they meant. And beneath that still is probably some even deeper truth I haven't yet heard of. So what you can do is you sort of like frame yourself. It's like every interaction becomes a revelation into the nature of truth and God and divinity. It's pretty goddamn awesome. Um, instead of closing yourself off and be like, yeah, I know what you are. Blah, 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 blah we tend to do and the ego loves to do that you go like no i don't know you like i have ideas i don't really know there's thoughts there's ideas there's feelings what does that have to do with anything these things just throw them aside it's a fresh slate what can i learn how can i see this differently what sort of perspective haven't i seen this from yet so if you orient because you can call this mindset work right if you kind of have that mindset going into life then your whole experience of life completely changes you grow way faster i guess that's what they call growth mindset huh you grow way faster you learn a lot faster and for example you can it depends what you learn depends on your intention right so if your intention is to learn something that will help surrender that's what's going to happen. If your intention is to learn something about something shared that you haven't noticed yet, something that connects you to the deeper core of an essence of humanity, which which is shared with everyone, then that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna learn. And so you can play around with that. What do you want to learn? Ask yourself what would be the most meaningful thing. This is about meaning, isn't it? Which ties really nicely into the feelings. So anyway, that was a bit of a side thingy. Which is not a side thing because it's a really beautiful way to, sorry, um, 
deepen the quality of life and this is all it's about okay you can listen about these things you can listen to podcasts and all this sort of stuff but if it doesn't it, it change your experience of life what's the point if it's just in the mind and it's just a nice idea it's about the fifth seventh dimension of google babalak realm of third um i was about to say third reich but probably not <laughs> um what's the point if it's all in this like conceptual realm what's the point the whole point is to bring it into actually embodying it embodying it is probably the best way to a great way to talk about it it's like okay you hear these things you spend some time listening to a podcast great but how does that change your experience of life what do you take out of it what have you learned really and how has your perception changed did you open yourself as much as you could uh, were you as kind to yourself and to the other as listening i look if you're not kind to me if you got like judgmental thoughts fair enough because i know that my spiritual ego is really strong and when i'm with like spiritual groups it tends to come up and i just notice it's really harsh of other people it's even me as well it's it's very harsh it's like a really harsh critic especially in spiritual circles it comes up and it's like so like that i don't even know what it's talking about but i can just sort of get the sense that it's very harsh so we all got it we all got it. it's nothing to be ashamed of again it's part of the human inheritance the question is how we deal with it. We can, again, different different ways to frame it. One framing is how awful I am to have this judgmental bitch inside my head. <laughs> and that's not something very conducive of happiness, enjoyment of life, is it? And yet the same thing can be framed totally differently, which goes to the power of reframing episode with Eric Brown. Listen to that if you haven't. It's a beautiful one. Um the same thing the judgmental voice instead of being framed as a bad thing it can also be framed as a way to connect to humanity to the suffering of humanity to the reality of the human experience to understand yourself and in doing so understand everyone else be like wow we've all got this like thing (laughs) that we've got to deal with and how am i going to deal with it and then we can also even go a step further we go like okay well am i going to judge am i going to criticize this voice or am I going to love it? Why would I love it? Why would I love this piece of shit? Why would I love it? Just for the sake of loving it. Could I love it just for the sake of loving it? Could I be kind to it just for the sake of being kind to it? And then see how that, what happens to my life when I do that? Because the more kind we are and the more unconditionally kind and unconditionally loving we are to everything without exception to all aspects of life, the more beautiful life is the less problems there are. In fact, problems dissolve. Problems dissolve into opportunities to deepen in love. So you see, it's like a self-feeding cycle. If you really love everything and if you really are aligned with surrendering, everything, the greatest obstacles actually now become the greatest opportunities for surrender. So it's a very empowering framing of life to, to ask yourself, how can I use what's in front of me how can I use this experience? Okay, I don't like it. Maybe I don't understand it. In spite of all that, how can I use it to deepen in surrender? How can I use it to deepen in love? And if you really sincerely ask yourself that question, the answer will come. Revelations will reveal themselves. And if there's impatience, <laughs> another aspect to surrender, to be like, how can I, oh, okay to deepen impatience wow wow 
And so I just want to wrap this up with what was supposed to be the point of this uh, episode about feelings. What do feelings mean? Meaning is what we say it is. What does a dog mean? What does a pillow mean? What does a couch mean? I don't know. Something to sit on? <laughs> a couch is what a couch is. What is, a, what is the meaning of a hand? Is it to grasp things? Is that meaning? Is that function? What's the difference? Good question. Meaning is like in the realm of the conceptual. So we say this feeling is here, this fear is here, this anger is here. What does it mean? So what we're looking for is we're looking for a story to rationalize the presence of a feeling when we ask what does it mean when at least when we're we're talking about feelings the mind i noticed this with myself that and so you can probably also notice this within you because we're the same essence of humanity um the mind when it notices a feeling that immediately like very very fast looks to rationalize the presence of that feeling with a story, with some sort of what does it mean. But we can also recognize that it's possible to just let a feeling be there and let go of needing or wanting a story to explain it away. It is possible. It's agitating to the mind, but we can also then let that agitation be there and let go trying to change it. And so everything can become this this massive growth opportunity in the direction of greater and greater surrender. And as we surrender more and more, that's where serenity lies. Serenity, inner peace, is coming from that inner place which doesn't care about anything. It's not changed by anything, regardless of what it is, whether it's this or that. This or that doesn't matter. Because the surrender is exactly the same. Wrong or right doesn't matter doesn't matter (laughs) it's all just the same it's all the same surrender the one that surrenders is the same so instead of identifying with that which is being surrendered it's more moving to the identification with the that which the surrendering itself that which surrenders or the surrendering itself anyway this episode being brought to you by joyfulness broadcast we don't have any any of of those things yet if you like this podcast uh, feel free to share it with someone who you think could benefit from it just share this episode if you'd like to i'm sure they would enjoy it just think to yourself like who could actually benefit from if anyone comes to your mind cool if not awesome i thought that would be a cool idea um and thank you very much for listening or watching if you're on youtube again youtube peeps there's the podcast joyfulness broadcast spotify apple i'm sure it's in the description um and podcast peeps there is a youtube channel which is not called joyfulness broadcast it's just called nick shibanov which is my name yeah i changed it to that uh yes hopefully that's not too confusing thank you very much enjoy the rest of your day and bye bye